All right, this is episode four of the Record Broker Podcast. It's your host, Mark Kelly, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the midst of the NFL. So, Wayne and I, Wayne, who was on the first episode, say what's up, Wayne. Hey, how's, how's it going? All right. So, we were discussing the victory of the Cowboys with Philadelphia this past week, and there's rumors going around that we're potentially going to have a new coach. I, for one, hope we do. Wayne, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I hope we do, but I don't think it's going to happen. I just – I think for Jerry to make a change in the head coach, he'd have to feel embarrassed or he'd have to be losing money. And I think right now he's neither. And I don't think by the end of the season he'll be one way or the other either. Uh, that, you know, I think the Cowboys will go 8-8, eight and eight, miss the playoffs. It'll be excuse and excuse and uh, something about process and how we got to follow the process and made a couple mistakes. But we'll regroup in the offseason and we'll turn out better next year. And that'll be it. It'll be business as usual. That could very well be the case. I feel I feel that, you know, Jerry feels the pain of the fans more so now compared to last year. And, you know, with the criticism with Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin, and I remember you sent me that article about that uh, agent that spoke to other players and he was very, they were very frustrated about the lack of creativity and they're mm-hmm. focusing on the wrong things. And, you know, there's just so much potential for Dak and other players as well to grow. And I feel that he would be doing Dak a disservice to have him be coached by Jason Garrett for potentially the next seven years. In the next mm-hmm. seven, seven years or so, they're still underperforming. God, that's a long time. That that is a very long time. I mean, you think about it. Every year we get nowhere, and then we got. Then we got to say, okay, well, February is over. We didn't win the Super Bowl. Now we got to wait seven months for potentially the same thing. Yeah. So I think. I mean, Jerry, you're right. Jerry ain't losing money, but I think about it like this: like you're looking good losing every year. We're the most profitable sports franchise on the planet. But and you're but you're comfortable with that. What mm-hmm. about a six trophy, homie? Are you really mm. gonna get a six trophy with this clown? <laughs> you know, you know uh, I don't think I told you this, but you know Jerry has a weekly radio appearance on yeah. uh, one hundred five through the fan up here in Dallas. Yeah, and so apparently, well, Jerry came on and said that before the game, he went over to Jason Garrett and said, "Hey." So you feel the pressure? How are you feeling Ooh, about it? I've heard about that. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and so I guess uh, Jason responded of, of some sort. I'm looking forward to it. You know, Mr. Robotic um, said something like that. But obviously he came through. They won the game. Mm-hmm. But to your point, that, that might be the one thing that makes me reconsider. And maybe Jerry, he loves to win. And maybe he's not so content with being the most valuable franchise, but he wants that sixth trophy. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, he's def- he definitely wants that wants that championship because he wants to brag about it on top of oh the nineties was was my was my uh, management as well, which we all know it wasn't. He is he, yeah, that's it, the, he wants vindication, right? He wants that vindication. Uh, you know, I think if he really he keeps making the reference of our team and the Rams, but homie, yeah. I mean you you got a different caliber of a coach when it comes to. McVeigh and Jason Garrett, you know, you uh, you need to make a you need to make that serious change, and we we got that we got that um, coach with Chris Richard, and uh, you know him being in the fight with the other players with Philadelphia. That's your man. He, that's, he that's you know, he, he's definitely in the trenches, right? That's something that the players can buy into, mm-hmm. and. Uh, behind mm-hmm. you know I'm trying to think when I was um, playing I didn't play college of course but high school and junior high and whatnot seeing my coaches get fired up was definitely it made me feel like they it was more than just talk they had a vested interest in winning the game and us doing well too because they wanted to beat that other team as well yeah. you definitely play with true, more true. of that you know thinking about it, it's like I feel I feel like um, Chris Richard, Mike Tomlin, and Sean McVay are like I feel like they're one of the guys. They can mm. they can relate to the players. I feel like they're that. I feel like Tomlin is you know he's he's older than a, a good number of the guys. I think he's in his forties, but I feel like he's kind of young at heart as well, and he has. I think he has his um, his youth and kind of his mind in the game like the players do, as well as the coach, if that's making some sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes 100% yeah. sense. And I'm now that you say that, I'm actually trying to think, what do the players think of Garrett and his relatability? Uh, you know, I know back in the day when Romo was here, they he and Romo would be spotted at SMU games – uh, at Javier's, which is kind of a ritzy uh, Tex-Mex restaurant up here mm-hmm. in Dallas. So uh, they hung out. Like, they're buddies. Yeah. So I, I, you never know. You never know. We're not there. Know. I'm not there. But it is hard for me to imagine that he's going out to dinner with anybody on the yeah, team. Yeah, I, I don't see that either. I mean, I think he's that coach like, hey, son, if you ever need anything, I'm only a call or a text away. Right. I think Chris Rashard is like right. – He's all business, but I think he'll have them in line if they go out and shit. And you know, I think he'll probably he'll probably fight some some angry fan <laughs> for them, so they <laughs> won't have to or something like that. You know, sure. I think, I think he just has that different kind of edge. And Rod Melinari said it himself. He said uh, he said getting him was the best acquisition of the off season. Really. Yeah. No, that's news to me. Yeah, I didn't know that. He said, and you know, it's it's paid off. It is paid off. It's this is an offensive league, but man, you got to have that that grit defense too, though. You, yeah, do. you do. I just, I think, I'm just. You got someone right there, right in front of you, right? You don't. I wouldn't want to play against a guy like that. I feel that there's probably going to be about twelve job openings, and if he gets one of them, and he's on our schedule. He's gonna make us regret that uh, that we didn't sign him, 
And we're going up yeah. Mr. Clap Clap. No, sir. Yeah, he's definitely gonna. He, he seems like the type that'll hold hold a grudge, oh, right? Shit, I, I would, and I wouldn't blame him. I would not <laughs> blame him, man. I mean, shit like that happens to me often, and I I love rubbing <laughs> shit in people's face when I tell them so. It's like I told you this shit back in '98. It's twenty. It's twenty eighteen, and you think you figured it out twenty years later. So. Man, yeah, one of your the the drummer story I think is still one of my favorite oh, yeah, stories. Yeah, so folks, uh, my favorite. Uh, so there, when I was learning drums, um, there was this drummer that wanted I was getting lessons from, and he wanted to hear me play, and um, I played something for him at in our session, and then um, he told me he said that was good and everything, but. I think if you're in a black crowd, no one would be feeling it. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And this <laughs> this uh, particular drum piece that I wrote was actually from a piece. A piece of it was from Clyde Stubblefield. Clyde Stubblefield is James Brown's drummer. And James Brown's drummer, uh, Clyde, wrote or improv Funky Drummer. Funky Drummer is the most sampled song in the world, or at least one of them, everyone is used it. Even George Michael, even Madonna, so many rappers. That's mm. the blueprint. You want to rap it a freestyle, throw on Funky Drummer. So a piece of it was in there. So it's funny to me that this dude is telling me that in a black audience, no one will be feeling it. But what I was playing was just a chopped up portion of Funky Drummer, but added my own stuff to it. So that's number one. And the second thing is he played my absolute written what i played for him he played at a show and then afterwards there it is afterwards people in the crowd came up on him and was like oh my god you're so good i almost spit out my alcohol when i heard that shit and i asked him about it he didn't say a goddamn word <laughs> so you know oh that's, man I mean, that's an example it's like if yeah if exactly Richard, plays i mean let's say he's with i don't know the redskins hypothetically next year let's say that let's say that happens and we get blown out 47 to 3 and you still got jason garrett and kellen moore on the side coaching Dak. um chris richard will be well in his rights to go up to jerry jonas said i told you so you know mm. I told you so. It's, I mean, that's sweet revenge. Success like that is the best revenge. That 100%. is the best revenge right there. So, you know, I, I'll be, I'll ride with that fool. I, I hope he gets a head coaching job someday, but I just hope it's with us. He's got that. Yeah. He's got that fire. He's got that fire, man. Um, he's got he's an definitely edge. got an edge. So, um, Folks, let me take a little break real quick. I want to say what's hot out there right now. Go get Anderson Pack's new album, Oxnard. I'm not disappointed with it. I'm a huge fan of his. It's it's great. It sounds very real. It's not trap music. Thank God. I'm glad he didn't convert to that mess. Uh, it's still that soulful music. I love his love his voice. I love his lyrics. It's very clever, and he's a crazy drummer too. I don't have skills like he does as a drummer, but hopefully someday I will. But um, go get his album. Check out my Mixcloud page. 
the Marv Kelly show. I got two mixes coming out tonight. Go check that out. And uh, back to our show. So I feel at this point in time that uh, the MVP for the league is probably going to be Mahomes. Second is going to be Gurley. What, What do you think? You don't think Brady's in that conversation? Brady's probably third, but not mm, but not okay. over Mahomes, in my opinion. Yeah, Mahomes is definitely the shock, right? It's definitely the the guy, or at least for me, came out of nowhere yeah. and catapulted that team oh, to another God, level. Yes, yes, yeah. Because I mean, you know, the. Andy Reid's teams have always just been interesting. I mean, we're familiar with him from his time with yeah. the Eagles, but, you know, he's the regular season guy. And then playoffs come and, you know, he, he kind of shits the bed, and that's kind of it. Yeah, so. yeah I, I got to say, man, so you got McNabb and you got Foles and you got who else? Alex Smith. <sighs> Alex, Smith Alex Smith, yeah. Okay, so – yeah. Would you take any of those guys over Mahomes? No. There you go. There's the di- no. There's the difference. <laughs> Not yeah. even close. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited for the guy and everything. He looks he he's very cerebral. He's very athletic. Um, I think he is. His accuracy is amazing. His speed when he throws the ball. He's an exciting player to watch. I hope he keeps it up. And I think once um, Brady and Ben retire, I think he's got it on lock. Think I'd so. say so. As long as as long as that scheme uh, goes in attack, I think whoever's managing that team and coaching that team, I think they ought to take a a a, a, a page out of Belichick's book and keep that team and refresh that team as much as possible. And it would, it would really – what is really going to do them a service is that if they were to keep him, Tyreek Hill, and Kareem Hunt together for the rest of their careers, which is going to be hard, but I think that's going to be his recipe for success. And if Travis Kelsey, you know, falls off somehow, they better definitely have a very good replacement for him. Mm, oh, yeah. I mean, that guy – He's your, he's your, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, that's, that's how I feel, whether it's with Andy Reid or not. But I think whoever, uh, coaches him should keep that kind of same system in place offensively and, and, you know, even better down Mm -hmm. the road. I'm curious to see how the playoffs shake up, man. It's it's going to be an interesting year. Different animal. I, I think, um, you know, so New Orleans beat the Rams, and uh, oh uh, man, I, sorry, I, I thought about your boy Dez. Oh man. God, man, Dez, man, good lord, that boy had his shot, and you know, I hope he comes. I hope he there's a spot for him next year. I hope there's a spot for him next year somewhere, somewhere. A good I, team. I, God, I felt terrible, dude. I mean, I don't think I've ever pulled for a player so hard that left one of my teams that I pulled for. Yeah. I, I really can't remember. I'm trying to think of somebody that might have left the Cowboys, the Mavs, the Rangers, you know, the teams that I grew up with that I just – I was invested in, would pull for. And if they did well, even in my house, 
I would still like clap and applaud. Yeah. And Dez was that guy. And hearing that news would just, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I texted you and I was just, I think your response was, no, it's, it's, he's having a second opinion. Yeah, he's, he's, he's having a second <laughs> opinion on, on his MRI, but damn it. But yeah, man, I, yeah. I feel so bad for him. He is like, it, it's just like, I think everyone realized that he deserves another chance and he's misunderstood. And, it, you know, it's just like what, it's just like what's the T.O. situation. T.O. said as Jason Garrett. Dez says Jason Garrett and um, Scott Linehan. It's both of those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could yeah. definitely be using Dez right now. If, if, if Dez were on the line right now, we would not be talking about our record being four and five. You know, what, I think what really made me mad about that whole Dez situation is you saw the way that the Saints players rallied around mm-hmm. Dez when they heard this news. That we're throwing up that you saw yep. on Twitter, on IG, we're throwing up the X representing and they all did they showed out they kicked the snot out of that yes. team and uh, wasn't it the was it the Bengals yeah Cincinnati? yeah 51 yeah. to 7 I think yeah kicked the crap they out of scored, them and, and they scored so, they had 10 drives they scored on nine of them that's geez, an man. offense that wow. is an offense. so what 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 astounded me was that in two days roughly that team realize that Dez is a good guy. Mm-hmm. They like him. And he's a good dude. We're going to rally behind him. We're going to big up him, you know, even though he went down. And the Cowboys let him go after how many years? Because they think that they, they said he's not a good guy and doesn't fit with he our team. He was there for nine years, I think. Nine or eight. Nine I saw, years. Actually, I think it was eight years. That's awful, 2010. Man. 2010. That's pathetic. Yeah. So that's what made me mad. That, that's what upset me is that, well, obviously, I mean, we know. We knew he was a good guy. We knew he was out because of what he mm-hmm. said. But to see that team rally around him, and it, it's just a big F you to the, uh, to the Cowboys and them making him out to be the scapegoat and Steven out here saying things like, oh, well, now that uh, Daz is gone and, you know, uh, Dak won't have a receiver in his ear. Well, how about he won't have a good receiver to throw yeah. to? It's, I mean, that's that's exactly it. I mean, you take away your bread and butter, you got nothing. That's that's yeah, man. That's so that's you can you cannot play football without your number one receiver. You can't. It's a passing league. Right. Tom Brady's the greatest because he's a dope ass quarterback, and he has a good receiving core. You take away his receiving core, I mean, you're not going to do that to a guy like him, anyways. But I mean, right. you need you need your receiver. You need your receiver. So <sighs> you know, I, I hope I hope does. Um, you know, maybe if we have a new coach, that he'll wind up back with us. And if not, I hope if he, he'll wind up with the Saints again, he'll keep himself healthy. He won't be injured. You know, he'll. Um, He'll get himself somewhere, man. See, you know, in my dream scenario, uh, Saints win the Super he Bowl. Drew, he, he, he gets a ring, even though he didn't play. He gets yeah. a ring. Uh, Breeze retires, mm-hmm. which makes Sean go, I kind of want to get out of here. And Jerry Jones backs up the Brinks truck, gives Sean Payton 
a huge deal Sean Payton brings Dez back with him. Could possibly happen. I mean, like I said, it's 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 my dream scenario. But you know, but... they've talked about that before that Peyton could uh, replace Garrett, and I would not be mad about that either. He has a house yeah, here. I've heard, I've heard. I think his kids live there. Yeah, uh, South South Lake, man. No, not South Lake. That's Dallas. Uh, no, it is South Lake. West Lake is in Austin, West Lake, right? That's, that's Breeze. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Breeze. Yeah, so uh, I think he lives in South Lake, which is a kind of a primo neighborhood in northwest dallas that's uh you know pretty much a home to a lot of athletes and for those that i know austin's a hot spot for a lot of people westlake is kind of like a a little beverly hills if you say but not even close but it's it's a wealthy neighborhood in austin um but that's where drew Brees is from um Mm -hmm. but yeah i wouldn't be mad about that i would say someone that has some aggression that will that is definitely a leader a real leader is what the team needs is what the team needs yeah so, a will leader i like that a will real leader, leader. real and, oh, I and will just... hey that's a good one too and okay I, yeah that's what i said i said well, somebody that will will you too yeah, i like and, that and the but, guy yeah. who will, you know push that on you you know do you have the will hey. to win do you have how about all the above all the above don't clap your hands if I fumbled. <laughs> That's not good <laughs> shit. Are you for the other team or are you for us? Are you getting two checks or oh, yeah, don't clap when I fumble, motherfucker, because I'm not happy about it either. <laughs> you, you really don't see any uh, head coaches out there clapping when their team fumbles. Yeah, I know. It's like if we if we lost the Super Bowl and it was because of a fumble, don't clap your damn hands. Or you're not gonna have any hands later, right? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. Yeah, I I think they just need that strong leader, a guy. If you want to, if you're going to war, pick pick the uh, the general wisely. Mm. Don't pick, well. well Don't said. pick an Indian. Pick a chief. Well said. That's what that's what I say. So for me. My NFL MVP this year is going to go to Patrick Mahomes because he is lights out, and I'm happy for him. He's a young brother out there, 22, 23, whatever, doing his thing, six TDs, four TDs, five TDs in a a week to week to week. He hasn't fallen off, playoff or no playoff, if he loses in the playoffs or not that's my mvp right there i'm i think he's the most impressive cat this year besides todd Gurley and uh runner up todd todd Gurley's runner up third place would be james connor cancer survivor bulldozing Told Le'Veon Bell, go find another team. That's a good that's actually a good one. That's what I say. You know, man, I I, I really kind of can't dispute like what you just said. As much as I, you know, want to against I can't Le'Veon? find fault in 
No, in your uh, in your list okay. there. So, yeah. So you agree? Okay, cool. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. And you know, yeah. I, I'm a I'm a Le'Veon fan, but you know, ever since he got caught with PEDs, he ain't been the same. So, what do you think about his situation? What are your thoughts here? Because um, now, now we know he didn't yeah, report. He didn't report. He didn't report, so he's going to forfeit this entire season, right. in hopes that next year uh, he'll get a bigger check. And if I'm him, I'm worried about what just happened with Dez, because people say you, you can't really practice football. It's it's being active and actually playing the games that get your body in that kind of shape and that inactivity is what causes your muscles to tear. So I'd be a little concerned. I'm sure a lot of other teams are as well, but I'm I'm wondering if it's going to be worth it. Cause it, it, you know, cause if he came back, he knew they're going to run him into the ground, not pay him Jack and use him up. And then that'll be kind of it. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so what are your thoughts Okay, so I I think – I don't think he's not been working out. But, you know, there's a difference of working out and not being prepared for a game, body collision and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Me, personally, there's very few things right now I can think of that I wouldn't do for $14.5 million. So that's one. (laughs) Stephen A. Smith made a good point. He said that you can't recover. Your boy. My boy. You can't recover a loss of $14.5 million. You had it. You didn't get it now, so now you got to recover it. You could have taken the 14 and a half, and then next year you get X amount of dollars more. So he, he's out of money on mm. that. I feel like he's going to want quarterback money, but I don't know if people yeah. are going to give that to him unless it's like no. four years, but that's not going to be it. I think he probably wants $21 million a year, but that's not going to happen. He's probably going to wind up getting a difference of 2 to $3 million. Whew. That's what I feel. I think there must be more. There's got to be more to this story as to why he didn't report. Falling out with the coach, Ben... Or he simply just didn't like being in Pittsburgh anymore. But I just don't think that he's going to get that kind of money that he's looking for. I think, I think, I think he's one hell of an athlete. But I think the person who's going to come the closest to getting that kind of money is Zeke. Mm. Zeke is probably going to get what's going. What I think Jerry should do is when it comes. I mean, Dak's going to be taken care of, so his his contract's going to be good. Zeke is going to get probably eighteen a year. Whew. I think Zeke's worth it. Yeah, you know that's interesting. Uh, I think he's worth it too. And to you know, to your earlier point, I, I completely agree with Le'Veon. I think that he uh, he missed his boat. He's not going to make that up. There's no way. No, no, no. You can't you can't make up that that amount of money that's lost. That's that's dumb. No. That's dumb. But, you know, I, yeah. I saw a headline that was interesting, and someone was saying that Dallas should pick up Le'Veon and put him as a receiver. What? Which, honestly, Does he have the which size? actually would not be a bad idea because he has some receiving. He has some receptions. Huh. And I actually think that might be a better role for him. And really... If he wants that kind of money, he could get close to that 
if he was a receiver. No, that's true. He could get, I mean, what, who's the highest paid? Is it Antonio or is it Julio? I think it's Antonio. I think, I thought it was Julio. One of the two. <laughs> well, okay, so we're, either way, I think one is one and one is two. Sure. So if he wants that kind of money and he's tall, he's very upright. He can be placed into a, a number one receiver with his speed, the way he glides and skates on the field. He could get that kind of money. Now, that's interesting. Now, I would be for that. You take Amari Cooper, you take Le'Veon Bell, you get rid of Terrence Williams, put Michael Gallup in there, and draft someone in the second round that is that – is, how did this guy drop to the second round and he's that dope in our hands as a receiver? There's your receiving core. You got a new head coach. You got a uh, a rocket fuel offense. Who's stopping that in the NFC East? You know, that's actually a really good point. So if that that'd be that'd be that scary. would be scary. That's a fast offense. And especially um, so here's my theory. I was telling my brother about this. And uh, so shout out to Tracy. Um, you're going to be listening later. So we were, her and I were, were working out and we were running. And um, I'm just breezing through. We're breezing through the workout. And, you know, I'm, I'm not even huffing and puffing because we're, we're running and everything. So we're doing like a half a mile, half a mile or we're doing like half the, the, the track running and the other half we're walking and another piece we're running it one of those things and so i thought about if you think about boxing you go to your corner you fight for five minutes you go back to your corner you fight for five minutes i think Mm. the next scheme the cowboys need to have is a no huddle offense and that's like being a boxer you go out there, you box, you go to your corner for a second. You go out there, hold the ball for about 10 minutes, and then you beat, you beat the team up and get a touchdown. That's interesting. And, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see them do that as uh, Dak gets more experience under his belt. Mm-hmm. I, I think that could be uh, – a force to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah, and if you had that lineup with Le'Veon Bell as a receiver and you're not huddling, you could score in no time. And, and and trying to think, like, man, who has the win to keep up with those guys? Shit, not me. <laughs> but pay me to do so and I'll figure out a way. But Le'Veon, if you can't cats can't catch him, man. And if he, he was a receiver, shit. You know, I would say get him before the damn Eagles do. Oh, dude. Because they got a good offensive line, and he, and uh, Jay Ajayi is not Le'Veon Bell. Boy can run, uh, but Le'Veon Bell will, will fly down the damn field. I hate you even put that in my head. You know, you know a friend of mine put that shit in my head, too. I think it was my, <laughs> my trainer. My trainer said that on the episode. I don't know if you listened to the episode or not. But, um, he said that. He said the uh, Eagles good. I'm like, oh, don't say that shit. But oh, I don't. Man. But you know what? I think I think um, Dak and uh, what's his name have the uh, have the same contract time. 
uh, Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, they're both three years. They're going to give his ass 100 mil for yeah. sure. So Le'Veon won't even fit there. That's Le'Veon's true. not going to come anywhere for at least 70 million. And, and that's wild because I don't know. That's always the thing. It's uh, like if you're an athlete, what do you value? Do you value winning or do you value a couple extra million? I think Le'Veon is, is going for a couple of extra million because I'm always – the Steelers are the second most respected team in my heart for football. Mm-hmm. Interesting stat here. Uh, when the Steelers beat the brakes off of Carolina, they said since the merger, the Steelers are number one at the, mo- at the most winningest team and the Cowboys a second. Really? That's the merger. Wow. So I got... That is a good that stat. That is a very good stat. Those are the two teams I respect the most. You, you don't have to, you know, ask a rocket scientist who I think is number, who is my number one. But number two <laughs> would be the Steelers. Third would be, I think, New England. Mm. Is, is New England, and then I'll say the other historic teams fall down, you know, Miami, the Packers, and San Francisco. Okay. You, you said Miami? Because they're the only team that went undefeated. Wow, okay. And you know, Fl- and you know Florida is like a haven for athletes besides our state. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, it's, that's primarily those are the two that uh, they come Practically from. twins. Practically right. twins. So, and Miami might even, I mean, Florida might even have a fucking edge on us. Maybe. Maybe. Caroline of an edge. I'd like to see some stats on that. I mean, I'd be curious. Here we go. I mean, you can make the connection of Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. Florida. Florida. And they play for Texas teams. And you got Ray Lewis. But we got Earl Campbell. We got Eric Dickerson. You know, we got Drew Brees. Yeah, Matt Stafford. We got Matt Stafford. It, it, I mean, he fell off this year, but mm-hmm. just thinking of Dallas, that, well, Dallas or Austin or Texas guys. And isn't Deshaun Watson from Houston? Yeah, I think so, which is crazy. Yeah. Could you imagine playing playing for your home team? That's dope, man. He's blessed. Man. That's dope. Wow, how awesome. Yeah, that's dope. Um. So yeah, that's that's my um, that's my NFL take uh, for all that business. It is Men's Health Month. What what do you what are your thoughts on men's health? Man, go get checked up. Definitely. Don't don't be afraid. Doctor's your friend. You know, I think men have this stigma of not going to the doctor. Yep, you sure do. You know, you, you gotta go. You gotta go. Gotta go get checked out. Uh, be healthy, mm-hmm. limit the fast food, Yeah. Uh, limit the fried stuff, yeah. portion control, you know, all this stuff. I meditate. I do intermittent fasting. You do? Uh, yeah. Man, I've been trying to get into that. I just, I've, Which one? The meditating or intermittent no, 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 fasting? Intermittent fasting because, oh, dude. because I've always been a small portion, uh, multi-small portion guy my entire life. And um, <clears throat> I think my workouts, you know, I have heavy workouts, and I'm like, I have got to eat. You know, 
this I have horrible al- allergies. Like I'm allergic to grass and you know all kinds of other random things. But um, this season, when spring hit, that's when I kind of brace myself and stock up on the Claritins and all that good stuff. I it didn't affect me, hmm. and so I kind of thought back. I was like, well, what what did I do? Like, what have I changed? And the only thing I've changed is my diet. And so I stopped eating after eight and I'll eat again until noon the next day. And so the theory with this intermittent fasting is that it frees up your cells to do other things in your body. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you start eating something uh, food-wise that your body has to break down, mm-hmm. those cells are allocated to your stomach and your digestive system to process that food and it never stops working the whole day yeah and so if you extend that fast past uh overnight if you know those cells that are normally going to towards digesting food they're doing other things they're going to your skin or seems like for me they're going to my sinuses because yeah i haven't been sneezing and coughing this entire year that's interesting and it's been that that's the only thing I've changed besides being a year older. You're the second person that I know that's doing intermittent fasting. The other friend I have that does it, um, well, actually, two other ones, I definitely see the results. One used to be a little bit hefty and he's small now and he looks good and everything. And he, you know, he swears by it. I've never thought it was a joke or anything like that. But um, I don't know. You got to find a diet that works for you. I want to. I've introduced a lot of greens to my diet. Mm. Um, Tracy being a nutritionist um, puts me on the things that I should be eating and I I follow it. I've been doing well at it. Um, But intermittent fasting, I I don't know. I I have to, I have to try it someday. Try it, man. Just, just, just try it. Just eating. Give it a week. I did a, um, what was that? Maybe a month ago, I did a week of fasting with only water and spinach or broccoli. Mm-hmm. Originally, it's supposed to be a water fast, but the water fast had a 95% failure rate because how many people can just drink water every day? I do. No, like only water? Like no yep. food? You can do that? I've You've been, done that? I've been doing that for about four months now. You drink only water and you don't eat food at all oh, the whole day. No, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about just um, what to drink. Oh, no, 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 no. Not what you're drinking with oh, with your food, no, no, like no, no, only, no. only water. Oh, no, no, no. No I food. I, could, I couldn't do that. Yeah. So that had a 95% failure rate. And so uh, some doctors and scientists said, okay, well introduce spinach broccoli and peas you can kind of uh, alternate that with this water fast for a week and so the theory is once you um kind of you're kind of starving off your organs and uh because you're not you're not eating food but what ends up happening is that the bad cells within your organs end up dying off those cells that cause the cancers the tumors and other horrible things that we see when we get older end up dying off. So uh, what ends up happening is that your, your, your organs will shrink. And when they shrink, those cells will die off. And then after that week is up, you will, uh, your organs will regrow to their original size. And uh, those 
cells that were normally there that were that died off, they were replenished with cells. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I'll have to check more into that. So that's dope. But uh, yeah, folks, fellas, go, don't be afraid to go to the doctor. It's, it only benefits you. Keep yourself healthy. You got a family. You got a long life to live and such. Uh, I know it's it's painful, you know, what you got to certain exams and all that. But, I mean, the pain is temporary. Easier said than done. But uh, Men's Health Month, go get yourself checked out for, you know, whatever's bothering you. And, Man, uh, God bless. Hope that, works out. that pain might be temporary, but those diseases can be lifelong. So True. True that. True. Take, true. take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, man, I, I challenge you, Marvin, Mr. For, Kelly. Uh, dude, yeah, man, I, I challenge you to try it for – see if you can do two days and then the following so week this, or so, see if you can do it for, like, four days. So is this um, – is this eating twice a day, right? Uh, so it, it's kind of eating your normal amount because you're, you're still processing the same amount of calories per day. You're just shortening the window that you're processing them. Okay. So, like, when lunch comes around, I'm starving. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry because I, I obviously skip breakfast. I drink a ton of water in the morning. And uh, by lunchtime, I'm pretty hungry. And then, you know, I'm good, obviously, until dinner time, And then I pull and that's kind of it. But uh, I still find that I take in the same amount of calories. It's just in a tighter window as opposed to all. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I, I challenge you, man, do it. I, I, I'd, lo- I'd love to, I'd love for you to do it mm-hmm. and then get back on the podcast and talk about your experience and those results. Okay. Well, because we'll... for me, it's a sense of uh, normalcy. Now it's very normal for me. Mm-hmm. Eating breakfast is kind of weird. Uh, I'll do it with my family every now and then on the weekends, but it's bizarre to me. Like I don't crave breakfast. I, you know, my body is kind of adapted to it, but I'd be curious to get your feedback on uh, your take being much, fresh, fresh and all. Did you do this to lose weight? You know, I, I did it just to, I thought it, it sounded healthy. It sounded plausible. You know, it wasn't necessarily to lose weight. I'm, I'm kind of a guy that goes by how I feel as opposed like my, I'll tell you the story. When I worked out a lot pre-kids, heck, even, no, I think I got married. But um, we were memberships. We had a membership at a gym. And, you know, we we talked to a personal trainer. And he talked about your goals. And I said, well, I'd like to feel a little lighter. He was like, well, you look fine. I was like, yeah, yeah, I look um, I'd like to feel lighter. He said, well, take off your shirt. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what? I'm like, this is kind of weird. We're in the middle of the gym. Yeah. So yeah, take off your shirt. I was like, all right. So I went ahead and did it. And he was like, okay, well, you might be overweight for what you do. Say so your weight is good if you were a football player. So if you played NFL being 5'11", 185, uh, 190, yeah, you'd be a good uh, DB. But since you're not, you're considered overweight. And I'm like, really? Wow. And so even the doctor, the doctor my whole life has said that you're overweight for your size. But, you know, it's to me, everybody has kind of a different norm. So, yeah, me, I mean, I'm a size 32 pants, uh, 
30 chest. So I, 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 I guess I feel okay, but I like to feel lighter on my toes, I guess. If anything, I'm mountain bike, I ski. And so I do things that are active that requires some uh, physical exertion to be better. Right. And so for me to do those things better, I feel like I need to feel and be a little lighter. And those are all factors that kind of weighed into the decision to do the intermittent fasting. And plus breakfast was always just a pain in the butt, man. I mean, a lot of times I'd just wake up and like, you know, get an extra 30 minutes here or extra 15 minutes here and just go to work. Yeah. So, um, I, there, there were a variety of things that kept me, um, it may be fast. Breakfast can be heavy, too. Oh, man, it can be. Absolutely. All the bread. Bread, uh, I mean, milk, milk, bacon. I mean, you know what happened with bacon, Bad. right? What? How um, the bacon industry wanted to monopolize their, um, their, um, their target audience. So they, they thought, well, if people are only eating bacon for dinner people really aren't buying a lot of bacon. Mm -hmm. So they put out some ads that said, hey, bacon is part of a healthy breakfast. You should always have a little bit of protein for breakfast. This is what happened. And that's how bacon started becoming an integral part of, mm. of breakfast. Okay. It was a marketing scheme. Now you want me, uh, now I want some bacon. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I want some bacon. Man, bacon is good. It's bacon. Bacon cheeseburger is, yesterday. Speaking of diet, bacon is good. Well, <laughs> now I'm hungry like a motherfucker right now. Oh, it, it is dinner time. It certainly is. Well, folks, that's all I got for this week for the Record Broker Podcast. Uh, stay tuned next week. Also, if you dig the show, please go to anchor.fm forward slash Record Broker Podcast and you can donate. To this show, you can donate for a monthly payment of a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars. This donation, your donations, will go towards the production of the show. It will make the show a lot more professional. We can start even maybe contributing it towards a YouTube or Vimeo page. I want to take this thing way up to the sky folks so if you dig the show donate please i know one of you cats got a dollar out there for me <laughs> but uh yeah i'm glad everyone tuned in please tell your friends about the show and let me know if you want to be a guest wayne i appreciate you coming on today man you have a good weekend and we'll see about the boys and the state of the league next week sounds good mr kelly thanks for All having right, me take on take care Wait. All right.